So we have we have begun. I hit the go button. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Low Life Podcast. This is uh, Coin Ops, and I'm here with uh, Shadow Link. Hey, 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 and Scum. Hello. And today we are uh, just overwhelmed with joy. Uh, we are being joined by our special guest, Doctor Sill, who is a hop witch. Um. Which is which is to say a hop chemist, um, and uh, we're we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about chemicals, and we're going to talk about how to make your own beer and what beer's about and the greatness of beer. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's uh, yeah. Well, like, yeah. yeah. So wh- welcome, what's up? welcome, welcome to this. This yeah. Thing. What, what, what do we call yeah. it? What are we calling it at this point? Do. Is it just the the trash fire that we're all gathered around? Yes, yes. This is <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the shelter. Have some vittle and a blanket. Yeah, yeah welcome, welcome to three old men yelling at Sky. If Roddy Piper walks up to you and tells you to put on the sunglasses, put on the sunglasses. Don't fight him in an alley. Just, just, just do the thing, and then look at the billboards, and it'll all make sense. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> we got somebody who's far smarter than the three of us to come Obviously. talk about things. Yes. Explain yes. to our dumb asses how things work. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, well, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, chemicals. What are they? So everything. <laughs> everything is chemicals. <laughs> yes. I, think, I mean, that's that's the first part. Like, I'm not here to spread chemophobia, but everything's made of chemicals, guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I water is chemicals. Air is chemicals. <laughs> So, so I need a I need a clarification on the question. Oh, um, well, it seems like we're running out of helium. For example, I get this real vibe that like uh, there are shortages of chemicals going on. I guess in the world, and they're very difficult to reproduce. So, like, what well, what might I mean, we be not seeing <laughs> like very soon? Yeah, so helium is a big one. Um, so helium, you know, you probably see it in party balloons, but for a scientist, we use it in, you know, those MRI machines you really like. Uh, <laughs> if you're sick, you need an MRI. Yeah. Um, yes. you know, hopefully you haven't needed one, but if you've had one, I'm sure you're very glad to have gotten one. Yes. Um, and, and then also in tons of scientific equipment where we have to cool things as cold as possible um, in order to get good data, good resolution. So helium is a limited resource in that we kind of have the only helium on earth we have is basically made from radioactive decay and we only have what we have. So there's like no way to make this mm-hmm. um, artificially. So it's, it's one of these non-renewable resources and we're definitely running out of it. So during um, the uh, world wars of Germany, we stockpiled it basically so that Germany couldn't have it. 
And then we right. realized we were spending a lot of money to stockpile this helium. And it, it just, it's expensive to stockpile it. You basically just, when you're mining oil and other things, you kind of like can have it as a byproduct and you can store right. it so that you can have party balloons and MRIs. Sure. Um, so then we realized we we're spending a lot of money to store this and didn't want to spend the money anymore. So they just basically started selling it for like almost nothing. And that's why it's party balloons became so popular because you could just get it for really cheap. Oh, um, but now we're running out of it. So, um, and now, so it's a byproduct of the oil industry. So when we stop mining oil, the helium sources go down. So it's, there definitely were times when, you know, we didn't have helium for our instruments in, you know, we were like, Hey, where's that helium order Matheson? And they were like, uh, it's, it's coming, but it might not be till next week. And it's like, well, like if this instrument isn't kept at like two Kelvin, it right. literally explodes. So that's very concerning. <laughs> oh shit. Oh no. I'm, I'm not really exaggerating either. Like no. for, for yeah. NMRs, which is something chemists use all the time, they need to be kept very cold. Um, mm. If they're not kept cold, the superconducting magnets heat up um, and heat and resistance are proportional. So as you heat it up, the resistance increases, which increases the heat, which increases the resistance, which increases the heat. And you can have what's called a quench, which is like just a really soft term for it explodes. Oh, wow. So, so this, is just, yeah. this is a global problem. This isn't just like yes. a dumb American problem. Like this is legitimately I mean, like a global Yeah, humanity concern. has is running out of helium. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a dumb American problem in that if we had just like kept stockpiling the helium in the interest of future MRIs, um, instead of selling super cheap party balloons, this would not be a global problem. That's communism. Um, at least yeah. not yet. But, <laughs> but but capitalism, you know, we yeah. could, we were like, we were paying money to store this and it didn't seem that valuable at the time. Um, and so they just sold it for super, super cheap. Yeah, and the guys guarding yeah. it, they kept going up to it and then like breathing some and they'll start to talk like this, you know, and it's, there was no shortage of those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they yeah. just got from back from the war. You got to find, yeah. you got to find joy where you can find it. But yeah, that's, I get that. I like how we make, I like how helium's become terrifying now. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. I yeah. chilled out of my spine. <laughs> it's a very basic, like atom too isn't it? it there's like not a lot going on there right right well and that's why we can't make it right yeah. it's yeah it's yeah. you know it's it's basically like it has atomic number two so it's it's right. the only thing more simple than that is hydrogen right so we can we can and, and nothing and uh, nothing can chemically react with uh, with helium either um which yeah. is why you know just raises to the uh, top of the atmosphere and gets swept about swept away by solar wind is there any like yeah. possibility yes, so that we light. could just like harvest it from the sun? Because I mean that's just a giant fusion reactor. So yeah, so from Although space I, is how we will have to get helium. We will yeah. have to find a way to get it from space, and that's that's definitely like I mean, hopefully we get good at space mining before we run out of helium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't, hopefully I don't, the more recent uh, news doesn't fill me with confidence on that. Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like space mining is the most likely form of space exploration we're really yeah. going to have because yeah. i mean yeah i mean that's, all we need to do is figure out what Bezos really wants we're gonna have to put do. it on a space rock that has helium yeah right. that's really what it is yeah i think that's uh, the future of space providing the future is the expanse like vanity the future is the expanse yeah thing pretty, pretty yeah. much yeah, yeah. yeah. that's had some, some other questions concerning all fun hot time no we're we're going to it's not all going to be gloom and doom and it's so we were talking about before before we started recording is like the future because as you said everything is chemicals like the future of food and mm. 
you were telling me about orange juice and that just blew my mind. And like, (laughs) it's, I don't know, man, like it's not really orange juice. And I'm like, what? It's basically like, what is the future of food with like such drastically changing environments? And like, because what we eat, at least in this country is just like hot garbage. Cause it's, all. I, think, I think what you're trying to ask is like what what is yes. the distance between the orange juice we drink from the store from a carton and what you could make yourself if you actually had some oranges cut them in half and just grind them out yeah i mean i like to pick on orange juice and particularly like the simply orange because it's made <laughs> by coke and because they made an they made an algorithm of like when to harvest and how to blend their orange juice named black book and i i mean <laughs> they're asking for the cyberpunks to pick on them at this point it's a kick me sign yes. um but but yeah, it's it's true. Like the orange juice that you buy as like already squeezed orange juice, unless you're squeezing it yourself, it's not really orange juice. I mean, it's mm. it definitely has orange juice in it. But it, you know, there's they the things that you can do to a food and still call it 100% that food is like quite impressive. It's kind of a ship of Theseus problem. If you're familiar with that? What's like where you replace one part of the ship one by one until you no longer like at what point is it no longer the ship of Theseus? Right, as you right. like replace individual components, and yeah. you know for orange juice i mean that case has just been taken to the extreme in that you know they are um well for basically they they harvest for people who don't know at uh like do you do you want to explain the process uh for those who don't know the horrors behind orange juice yeah i'm going to get into it because i think it's fascinating so the way that they do this is they first of all even the way that they are harvesting the oranges is super high tech. So they are using satellite images to look at the oranges and tell when they're ripe so that they can tell the farmers when to harvest. So (laughs) that's just like, that's just a cool bit of technology. That's not necessarily nefarious. That's just, that's just super high tech. That doesn't, you're not into cyberpunk yet. That's just sci-fi where it gets into cyberpunk is that they use this, you know, technology to um, remove all the oxygen for orange from the orange juice so that it will stay fresh for up to a year which it would not normally do. It would normally decompose. It would oxidize. The flavors yeah. would go off. It would not taste like yeah. orange juice. The problem is, is wow. in the process that removes the oxygen, they remove all of the other volatile compounds that make orange juice taste like orange juice. If you tasted this deoxygenated orange juice, mm-hmm. it would not taste good. You would not recognize yeah. it as orange juice. It would it would be mm-hmm. maybe orangey slightly, and it would probably be very sweet. There's a lot of sugar in orange juice, sure. mm-hmm. um, but it would not taste like orange juice. So to get it to taste like orange juice again, they use a flavor pack. They basically use a suite of chemicals that they have manufactured for them um, from oranges. So it's all made from oranges, um, but yeah. it's made by the same people who make like Dior perfume. Okay. So like it's made by <laughs> perfumery. <laughs> uh, that's oh, so wrong. Oh, and then they add this I back into it. the orange juice. Oh my God. Essence of orange juice. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and then so Doran. different different companies will then have their own <laughs> signature signature uh, blend, their signature Dior perfumery blend so that, uh-huh. you know, your Tropicana and your Minute Maid and your Simply Orange all taste different and distinct and always the same um, because consistently consistency really matters to consumers. So mm, they yeah. want their orange juice to taste the same bottle to bottle year to year. So, you know, you, there is <sighs> chemistry that needs to be done in order to have that kind of consistency. Hmm. Um, but these, my problem with that go ahead are, are these the same kind of people who take those glands out of beaver asses and turn it into vanilla uh, yes uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know that's a thing that's not me being that's a thing that's yeah. like, 
That's the thing. And I uh, love that flavor. And I, I got uh, questions same. about myself. I have a lot of yeah. questions about yep. myself. I, I, <laughs> anyway. I accepted that long ago. <sighs> so back, back so to my, the Frank and orange. Yeah. yeah so the, I mean, the problem with that is that the average consumer thinks that they're having something that is akin to, you know, fresh squeezed orange juice that they would have right. squeezed themselves. It just has, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's been pasteurized or something, but otherwise it's just like the juice of the orange and not that it's, you know, highly synthetic in a lot of ways Mm. um and and being synthetic isn't bad it's just the deception is bad you should not lie to your consumers that that way yeah yeah but if like every if if it was common knowledge what everything you just said to like the basic you know person they would probably wouldn't be too thrilled about it yeah like that's the thing and i guess in capitalism like the way it is like you could they would mark our fucking rules you could easily say that this is yeah, this is hundred percent orange juice, and they're not entirely lying. But well, legally, yeah. they're not lying, and I mean, well, you know, everything's made with orange juice, just made yeah, from different stages. And you know what? I'm going to make an argument. It's okay if you want to lie to me about stuff. There's this uh, this weird vegan place up the road that's run by a cult, and they make the best mock like fillet of fish sandwich I've ever had in my life. It's better. Well, than I mean, thing. that's you know, that's, but. That's another thing entirely, though. I, I, right, because you're actually I, trying to mimic a thing and, you know, like you're obvious about it. You're not, it's no subterfuge. You go in there, you look at the things that you like that aren't, you know, that got meat in them, and then they, you look at their version of it and you eat that shit. Yeah. It's, they're not packaging it as that. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's it's processed, sure, but in a weirdly different way where they're trying yeah. to play on the textures of the thing that they're trying to imitate. This is just fucking yeah. This is like evil Kool-Aid. Like, well, you know. Uh, so did you, well, you told me once about like Coca-Cola. They quashed like an uprising in some Central American country, right? You told me about that once. Yeah, I think that must have I think it must have been Veritas, but he hates Coca-Cola and there's so yeah. much there. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, they're not an ethical company. Not, like oh, no. nothing they've yeah. ever done has been like, they're so cyberpunk. And I think that's another YS like cyberpunk well, I mean, like to kick on Coca-Cola. Well, when, when your first uh, uh, product has actual cocaine in it, that's not really like a... Um, I don't know. That's pretty fucking cool. Sets, that sets that's a really bad, bad precedent. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if if you if you and your employees are drinking it all the time, like it's the Coca Cola I mean, miracle yeah, here's solution, you got to remember with a lot context. of ideas. Got to remember the context. These are, this was that place where like that meme where you know there's a guy and he's like, uh, it looks like your spirits are all agitated. Here, here's a prescription. Go do some cocaine about have it. Some, like that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Medicine a <laughs> hundred years ago was fucking yeah. terrifying. Here, have some rain. And like pills. what counted medicine, as a cure medicine was seventy terrifying. years ago was terrifying. Everybody was on amphetamines back in the fifties. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I mean, seventy years from now they're gonna say the same things about us. They're gonna be like seventy yeah. years ago. Medicine was terrifying. They well, no, to I'm sure. they're, gonna up, they're gonna talk about uh they're gonna talk about caffeine, I'm sure, too. Oh yeah. Or Adderall. Yeah. No, Adderall. And, for sure. And milk. Caffeine, like, milk, Adderall. Used to drink milk. <laughs> <laughs> talking about, talking about Adderall. another animal. You know, like anyway. Speaking of milk, that's another one. That's another one that you might be surprised. So like whole fat milk mm-hmm. actually like it has the fat added back into it. They make all milk. Right. They process it like super highly all into skim milk. Whole milk has like yeah. the exact amount of fat added back into it. It's not like straight from, oh, yeah. you know, from the cow. I was, no aware, I was aware of that. 
but that's, that's backwards or like is it because they sell more skim milk and then you can always add from like a reducted reduced I think it's so that they can keep as much of the fat as they can for mm. things like butter, which they can get a higher price for. And, and as little like you as said, possible you know, going and, into milk. Uh, that's fascinating. It's, skim it's milk probably... is a scam. Yeah. Skim, gross. <laughs> skim milk is a scam. It's that gross. Is... It turns you know the cereal. It's weird. I don't like it. Guys, just, just switch to oat milk. Oat milk is so much better. Like, it doesn't oh, yeah. have that. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. oh, man, just. Whenever I drink milk now, I just, it, it just it just has. I used to work on a farm, and I know how much shit is involved. <laughs> We're just sitting here like he's getting really passionate about milk, guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is Shadowlands machine shop. I, I tried to uh, I tried to repress it, but there's just so much shit, you guys. Like just shit everywhere. Oh man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, no, and yeah. that's 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 another thing that should be talked about. I think is just is the way that we uh, it's the sort of factory process that even small farms have had to uh, resort to in sort of uh, in order to uh, produce for the meat industry or for the dairy industry. Um, yeah, it because oh, kind of man, it yeah. Well, like here, here's a question, uh, uh, Doc. Um, how, so when you when you get a nice cut of steak and there's that red fluid in it, I've heard that's not blood. Yeah, so it's myoglobin, which is just something that's like basically the fluid that naturally exists in your muscle. Okay. So it's not that okay. it's blood, but mm-hmm. it's also not like unnaturally added. It's just that you know the the they're not all every fluid in your body is blood. You know, right. yeah. So yeah. Uh, it it looks red because of the myoglobin, but um, it's not like it's not hemoglobin. They're right. re- they're related, okay. but. Um, so it's, but it's not, it's not blood, but it's, yeah. it's also oh, not okay. unnaturally added. They can do things to make meat look more red. Um, so this is commonly done to like ground beef so that it, cause it will oxidize very quickly into like this kind of brownish color. And that's just yeah, yeah. air touching meat. It will turn brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to basically prevent that, they will use either inert atmosphere to basically prevent oxidation or vacuum seal it, which is like the way better option in my opinion. Yeah. Um, or they will basically use carbon monoxide to yep. infuse the meat so that it returns the brown to red. So basically you can, you can have stuff that's very artificially red. It's not necessarily dyed, but uh, it's also, it's not well, going to turn and it's not going to turn brown no matter what you do to it. I mean, I concerning. get the sense that uh, ingesting carbon monoxide is probably bad for you. I mean, seeing as yeah, I think in the levels, poisonous, but I'm, yeah, I think the levels that it's I, in, it's you're fine. But it's 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 another just de- it's a deception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, like yeah. dying salmon. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, you, you know, salmon doesn't exactly look that pink when you. Yeah, you know. yeah it's it's yeah, it's all fucking con. Like coming going back to kind of combining shadow link your interest with sustainability and the dock here and all of the truth is. Uh, <laughs> Let's just apply that thinking to drugs. <laughs> so the idea, it, it, it's kind of like the sustainability of drugs, of the things that you, the fun kind and the ones you need to not die. Right. So like, what is that looking like right now? So right now, all drugs are made from fossil fuels. They're all made from synthetic sources. And we, mm-hmm. we don't really have a better way to make them right now. 
Um, So, you know, you've kind of options, two options for getting drugs. So let's take like the cancer drug Taxol. It's like a really famous one. It's like the the little um, golden child of organic chemistry, because Mm -hmm. if we didn't have a way to make it synthetically, we would need to cut down an entire forest of Pacific yew trees just to treat one cancer patient. So it's, it's great that we have a way to do this synthetically. We literally could not treat all the people who would who need to be treated with this drug if we did not have a way to make it synthetically all the building Mm. blocks for that are generally coming from the fossil fuel industry though it's basically the only source these complex building blocks that we kind of use so that we don't have to build drugs atom by atom they're coming from um from the fossil fuel industry and that's another non-renewable resource when we're Mm. out of that we're out of it and so you know there's a danger that as we burn up all the fossil fuels we are also destroying these building blocks and again it's a race we need to come up with the replacement faster than we're using up um the the non-renewable thing like we either need to figure out how to break down trees so that's one option so you can break down lignin into monomers that are similar to what you would get from the fuel industry but that is really hard i have tried that was one of my like back burner pet projects through grad school and it was it's not straightforward. I love that you. I love that you tried. That's incredible. What, how? What, what kind of a process is it? Is it like the application of like a some sort of solution to break something down? I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about here. I really don't. But like, in order to do that, what what is the process? So there's a couple ways you can go at it. Basically, you just take like like a you know, grasses or trees or whatever, like lignin is the thing that makes trees have their structures. What makes wood like a good building material? It's very strong. And because it's really strong, it's really difficult to break down. So you either need like super high heat, super high pressure, um, very like caustic or acidic environments in order to get it to break down. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have like no selectivity. So you're just basically, you're like one step away from burning it. You're just like burning it, but not completely essentially. Okay. So it's, it's really difficult to break apart. But if you could break it apart in a controlled way where you actually get like useful monomers out of that, that would be, I mean, like there's a ton of people working on this. Like the reason it was my backburner project and many other people's like either backburner frontburner project is whoever figures this out is going to get a fucking Nobel prize. It is like everyone wants to figure this out because it would, it would like open up a whole another slew of building box of inputs. Um, But also it would just be, it could just be so useful for so many things. And right now we have, we have so much lignin, like it's such a, it's like a byproduct of other industries. Mm -hmm. So we literally just like, you sprayed on roads to reduce dust. Like we have so much of it and it's super renewable because you can isolate it from like grasses or like, you know, corn husks, like things like that. Uh, And you could theoretically break it down into these like building blocks for plastics or drugs or other things that like currently we're just harvesting out of the ground. So Mm -hmm. It, it would it would it's a hot button thing everybody wants to figure it out yeah that's yeah like i'd say that's yeah it yeah that I, would definitely okay. save our asses ima- because yeah I mean, it's just it's so like fuck henry ford and fuck like just <laughs> oh i'm gonna make the a car of- that runs on dinosaur juice instead of like fucking like Petals, a man, pedal. or, or water affected the craft. You know, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fucking Nikola Tesla could have given you a cool fucking battery yeah. ages ago, but you know, capitalism had to yeah. happen. Fucking Edison, yeah. and shit. And we that, we just that, can't that change the oil industry bunch of for some reason. <sighs> yeah, that's that's yeah. the thing that the idea that like basically us not dying is based around how much fossil fuel we basically have. And that's such a notoriously corrupt in lobbying industry mm-hmm. that like, like, you know, I was at how we, how we got to that, how I got to that question is like, I asked you 
off before we recorded of like, you know, I take aspirin to not die. So let's say, ooh, apocalypse, what would I have to do to not die? And the idea is like, well, cut down for it. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, it's, <laughs> sorry, I, like, these are such deep, deep things that I'm like, my brain is having difficulty wrapping around the scale yeah. of these concepts. Yeah. Like, the idea that, like, your fucking, I don't know, Flintstone gummy, I don't know, like, it's all petroleum, it's all... It's all fossil fuels. The house you're probably everyone's in right now is probably made of fucking petroleum. Like it's everything yeah. is just based yeah. on this one thing. And yeah, it's it was just way stupid. too useful. But I mean, it, well, we found way too many uses for this one, uh, this one material that we found. <sighs> I mean, I guess yeah. it's better than growing forests and then having to chop them all down and then regrowing them all the time think, think about this we, for one second just just think about how blown your mind is about this and think about why that is i mean these these pharmaceutical companies are basically just blowing ad after ad after ad. you can't watch a fucking video on youtube without seeing some sort of especially since they've probably got my profile down and you know i'm in my 40s so they're like ah oh, you probably want this pill for your back or your circulation or you know whatever yeah. and it's we don't hear about the rest of it. You know, we don't know. Like we don't talk about the fact that a lot of these drugs are like developed kind of through the government and universities and stuff like that. And then they just get co-opted by these companies like Gates yeah. did, you know? Is and that it's, true? Yeah. Yeah. He's like dead on, uh, okay. dead on on this. And you know, it's interesting in no other country are they allowed to advertise to, to general public. So pharmaceutical companies are not allowed to advertise in any other country and hmm. you know it's really it's actually been proven that um that those advertisements are extremely effective and people will go to their doctor and ask for the drug that they've seen advertised it's even if it's factor. not the best drug for them yeah never knew why and, uh, I never thought about that but that, that sounds weird to me you know what i mean like i, I never thought about that it, like, it really sounds, are the only ones who do that. it sounds strange to me too i don't I, yeah why would you listen That's to incredible. the advertisement it, mm-hmm. buddy i've seen ads for like food and i'm like i'd like that thing, i mean please, it's just because the programming is really good look, like when i was I a kid marketing. <laughs> i know when i was a kid you'd see a commercial for excedrin or you see a commercial for no dose all right yeah. or head on mm. head on right yeah yeah even later <laughs> but then but the but you never saw like uh ganip ganap you know, like the, <laughs> some a cancer drug in a four minute commercial where some old dude's golfing in a sunset and soothing music that the, of the sort that you would hear in a casino. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems that, I mean, it's aggressively trying to get you to subvert the authority of like a doctor, like a doctor is going to know your story. And, yeah. You know, they're going to, if, if you have a relationship with them, they're going to know what you need. They've been tracking all of your stuff. They're, they're like the folk. They're supposed to be the focus of everything that you have done. You're, you're, you know, GP. So yeah. Now it's just atomized and you got people coming to the doctor being like, hey, my knee's fucked up. I need ganip ganop um, injections, you know, and it's like, why? How? What do you think? Why? And they're like, well, I saw a commercial, you know, I, w- I was out on my scooter and uh, I, I, I got home and I saw this commercial and I, I noticed that my knee hurt. So I want to give you a bunch of money about it. Yeah, you it's know, like, like it's, I guess it's just always- it's still boggling to my mind that advertising works on some people i guess 
I mean, and it yeah. well, it works yeah, on everybody. All of us. Uh, but yeah, I, it's a it's but, a huge industry. Like it's a terrifying yeah. industry. Yeah, no, it's stupid. But it's uh, propaganda. But like, but yeah, no, it's clearly propaganda, and it's just like it. A lot of it just seems so zombie-eyed, you know. Progressive commercials mm-hmm. have never made me want to get progressive insurance. They've made me want to mm-hmm. not have progressive insurance. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. me embarrassed yeah, to have like, progressive I insurance. I think we're different kinds of people, though. Like I was just talking to a family member this weekend, and they were like, "Oh, I really like advertising because it shows me products that I wouldn't <laughs> otherwise know that I wanted." And I was like, and, and she didn't understand why we hated advertisement. Like both me and my husband have like a pathological aversion to uh, advertisement. Like it's, yeah. I, we just, we hate to even see an ad. Uh, and we, we just, you know, we use like <laughs> universal ad blockers, like all the time. We don't yeah, even yeah. own a TV. So we get a lot, th- lot we don't get a lot through that. Yeah. And just like, mm-hmm. you know, we avoid them like studiously. Uh, I just don't understand people who want to see advertising. Mm-hmm. And it definitely affects them, you know. And like now they're going to start advertising to us in their sleep. I guess Coors just mm-hmm. did a, just did like a, uh, or I guess there was like a news article recently I saw about how Coors was doing a study to try to advertise to people in their sleep, which is uh, just terrifying. Uh, uh, no, please. That's like turning no, Metropolitan with the buy bomb. It's like, oh, it's like yeah. oh, oh no, it's it's even worse when you think that we're one of the few countries left that still advertise directly to children. Like yeah, they, they don't, yeah, they don't do that in a lot why of countries. Is, why is it like the first time I'm hearing about all these things where I'm like, what? They don't do that. <laughs> We're the oh, only I, look, there's so much in the world to just be fucking angry about I all the time. The, we can't yeah. catch up. You know, I like, think I'm ba- I, think, I think I think this is baffling to me because I took all the classes of how to learn how to do these things. Right. So the idea to me that like you're not allowed to do these things that I went to college for is fascinating to me. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. The reason I hate marketing, because I know how to do it, and it sucks. They have, they have terms like nag factor. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they show a cool toy. How do you think I got, like, a third of my fucking G.I. Joe action figures when I was a kid? You know, That's it was fair, like, yeah. it's, oh. Yeah. Man. What, I, what I think is interesting is the fact that, like, you don't, you don't know this, but um, not that you haven't known it before, but that you're surprised to learn it. And it's just this thing that like, if we were in a different country and we were telling them, yeah, that's not allowed in the rest of the world. And you didn't even know that that wasn't allowed. You know, that's something you would attribute with like, you know, a third world country with a super corrupt government, but mm-hmm. we're, we're just not that yeah. far from a third world country with a corrupt government anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We're, we're we've got the corrupt government world. down real nice. And um, I've been to Indiana, so I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've sorry, got, Indiana, but yeah. you are baffled. You are incredible. Is, uh, is third third world isn't really like a, it's not a yeah it's not a I mean yeah no, like there's not, there's not really a, I mean it's is is that worse or better than developing country I mean that's the worst no, developing countries par I'd put them on par yeah it's all the same Let's it's all meant to reduce something smaller non U S countries there we go I mean that's because hey, we're we we're number one right smoke. We have clouds of smoke coming from the West Coast covering us here, like in the East yep. Coast. Yep. But, you know, the, the, the folks who have figured out how to, like, live with the land are yeah. developing, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm still waiting for like, a big forest yeah. fire in the Pine Barrens. That's going to kill me because that's going yeah. to happen and you won't hear from me for a week because I'm I, waiting for the oceans to rise. I mean, yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's going to get that's me, it. too. I should not. 
I should leave the East Coast. Anyway, uh, going back back to you, Doc Doc Sill. I keep thinking Doc Phil, but you're not Don't, diabolical. No, it, I'm <laughs> okay. kidding. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Doc's hell. Uh, so going back to sustainability in the sense that let, like what food in because the way global warming's getting, either we're gonna like, I imagine genetically engineer food to grow in way hotter weather than it's meant to, or something equally ridiculous. But like what food do you feel through through science would be able to be our next dystopian staple? Like what? What is the most? Is it going to be like food? those those giant maggots in twenty forty nine in Blade Runner twenty forty nine or? Yeah, like what's or did we get protein blocks? Well, it's kind of like it blows you a little bit, Cheryl, because like, you grew up on a farm. Sorry, but like what? Like yeah, what? It, what? It, what's going to be the future food? That's going to get, get I, us through I'm this. also agricultural, so you can't pick on Shadowlink unless you're also going to pick on me. I, I, my parents own a hobby <laughs> farm, and I go I go over there every weekend to do work. So you I'm know, sorry. I'm, like, I'm a city boy, so it's all fascinating. I didn't grow up on a farm. I grew up in a small town, so fuck you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a single... Uh, Single piece of meat in my fridge or freezer that did not go through my parents' farm, though. So that's you know, incredible. and you're all you're all eating yeah. the company meat. So you, you can make fun of me all you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Hey, hey, hey! So I, actually, to, like, I, I don't eat meat actually, or I'm trying to. Okay. No, I'm that out of my diet. The, yeah. No, I'm the one who yeah. will like blatantly refuse not to eat meat, and I'm. You guys are better off not. <laughs> I will take a four-hour train ride to Philadelphia for a cheesesteak right now. Yeah, but you're a psychopath. All right, sorry. I love meat. I just wanted to go through a farm and not a factory. Yeah. That's I want to I wanna have pet yeah. the cow, you know, that it came from, if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. Um, yeah. I wish that uh, everyone could, like, experience that. Yeah, and it's having that level of control over your food is, is awesome. Especially like knowing what I know about the food industry. It's mm. great to have that level of familiarity and control over, over what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. the way that we have gone to like, to answer your question, the way that we have really focused on this, this term, like use the whole cow, um, mm-hmm. we're moving towards that with food. So food is never going to not be as processed just because processed food has a huge shelf life and huge marketing campaigns and people fucking love it. It's super addictive. I love potato mm-hmm. chips. You know, oh, they're yeah. delicious and they're, you can have a bag of potato chips in your cupboard. And like, like a few months later you go and open the bag of potato chips and it's like, you just bought it. Right. Yeah. Could not do that with like a potato. Well, maybe a potato if you store it right, but like, yeah. you know, not, not, not a banana for sure. No. So yeah, like, sure. that's never going to not happen, but we have all these byproducts that are from, the processing these processed foods so we need a lot of soybean oil we end up with this soybean protein basically the the rest mm-hmm. of the soybean that's not the soybean oil mm-hmm. or you know we have uh flaxseed oil and then we have like the mm-hmm. rest of the flaxseed we have like the meal from that if you're making um fish oils are really popular for, mm-hmm. for supplements so you have like the fish meal that um is basically the byproduct of making these fish oils and yeah. you know that all used to be things that people would put into pet food um, but mm. more and more, that's going into our food. So, mm. you know, you'll find a lot of things like, uh, like, like yeah. there's a byproduct of making, um, you know, tomato products like tomato paste and ketchup is like yeah, tomato yeah, pumice. Yeah. It's like the, the, the fibrous parts of the tomato. 
Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, that's a pet food additive right now. Tomato pumice is really common in, in pet foods. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that starts showing up as like fillers in our own food. Um, so there's basically for every highly processed ingredient, there's some kind of waste stream. And it's like hugely trendy right now to find a way to monetize that waste stream. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, even within... Um, you know, the hop industry, that's something that we also look at. It's like, we have waste streams from, from, you know, we purify hops down to more concentrated components. It's great for brewers, gives them more control over their beer, gives them a bit more consistent product, gives them like something that's, you know, they can add a small amount of something instead of just like mountains of just whole cone hops. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have like the byproduct from that. And we're trying to find ways that we can use that to turn that waste stream into money and yeah. also not just like throw it away or feed it to cows. So right. I, I think that's the direction that food's going to go in is we're going to see a lot more of finding ways to use the whole, the whole, you know, cow. Um, yeah. And that we're going to be eating a lot more byproducts. Not that that's necessarily mm. bad. Um, yeah. It's just that things get really hot, hi- get highly processed. And I think food is going to look different and that there's going to be, I mean, it already is kind of the case that there's like a lot of people aren't eating very many whole foods, like where yeah. they're like cooking dinner and they're starting from meat and whole vegetables, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, the even if you're in the can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's a distinctly yeah. American thing. I could be wrong about that, but like we're very much a meat and potatoes nation because white people designed our meals and oh, man. sorry everyone but don't even get me started about the roller meats at 7-eleven like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i feel that's like kind of has roots in our like weird 1950s mentality we still have what food is so it has to be yeah. like meat because my, my mom cooks like that still where it's like you gotta have meat you gotta have a grain or a starch and you gotta have a vegetable and that's it and i'm like yeah and, I, and i'm guilty of well, still like cooking that sometimes pyramid. too so kind of yeah. taught us all that right yeah, but, yeah. and the food pyramid, the food is, pyramid just, was... is propaganda and it was like bought out by exactly. different food industries yep. right the grain industry oh, man, was making that the most money so... in grade school yep same. yeah like it was god gospel. you know what i mean like Ugh. god our whole idea that's why i don't feel bad when i drink a soda i'm like you know what i don't care at least i know this is like bad sugar caffeine yeah. candy water you know oh yeah it's, my favorite yeah. is and, diet dr pepper no no endorsement for dr diet oh, dr. pepper but the way that he yeah. came up with the flavor for dr pepper is that he liked like the smell of the like pharmacy plus soda shop combination so it just uh-huh. it's already trying to taste like the smell of chemicals and then right. if you use you put the aspartame in there for it's for it to be like diet dr pepper right and it's just like the fucking best so yeah, yeah. well i mean right yeah on, right on just yeah, love it. And like, I was raised, I was raised essentially on a diet of like junk food and candy and just artificial flavors everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I knew that half the stuff I was eating would like had had never. It didn't resemble anything that you would have seen grown in a field. So, uh, <laughs> um, like a cheese and, pop, you know? Yeah, like a, a curl. <laughs> yeah. Well, like at least so, it's preparing us for the future of like yeah that's that's what i'm saying that's kind of the thing that in my mind when you mention like we're gonna process that's what i'm saying is is (laughs) and it's so ironic having lived in the country where we you know should have been had well should have had a lot more access to uh um to like fresh food but you know Mm -hmm. just didn't get paid shit i guess um but yeah. Uh, so I guess 
yeah, I'm that was that was my first main question was do you think that's like that's going to eventually prepare everybody because I notice nowadays um if I want to eat like a meat substitute it's it's super easy for me. I can eat tofu like uh in place of chicken. Like it's yeah. and I like I don't care. It it t- still tastes great or um I'll eat there is a uh nut-based um like meat it's it's like black beans and a bunch of different kinds of nuts and seeds and it has a similar texture to like sausage but the taste i mean you know it's not meat but at the same time like it's still got the spices and i realize that's all i really care about with with meat is just kind of the seasonings um Mm -hmm. so i was so that's my long way of asking. Do you think that uh, if more people have to become accustomed to this kind of diet, that it'll be easier uh, to move away from like a meat-based economy? Because we're gonna we're gonna run out of animals eventually. Like we're gonna eat all of them, and it's killing the planet. Also, so yeah. I mean, the way that we raise meat is really uh unsustainable and unethical right so and yeah fucking so terrible. i i think i think so going back to kind of what i was saying about the byproducts a lot of these byproducts are turning into like protein sources for organic food because more and more people want plant yeah. plant-based um protein oh. and mm-hmm. soy is not yeah. good for everybody so like i can't eat soy i will be in so much pain i cannot stand up straight like i cannot eat yeah. any soy so even yeah. just like uh, like chicken broth that's made with hydrolyzed soy protein will make me so sick. Ooh. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, like the more options there are, the more able I am to stop eating meat. So I think as yeah. more and more of these plant-based proteins um, enter the market and there's more options out there, I think that is really going to enable people to find something that they can find that's easily digestible. Cause not all of these are super digestible, especially like the higher protein things like, like legumes, Mm-hmm. People yeah. just don't digest them super well, right? Like it's not just that it makes you gassy. It's like some people just don't digest those well, period. Right. No matter no matter what. And I, I tried to like adjust to eating like a, a bean-based diet and I gave myself like a year where I just ate like a ton of beans. And that was like the worst year of my life, food-wise. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> like it all tastes great. And I really miss like I really miss lentils because lentils are just like the fucking best. Mm-hmm. But uh I I'm so much better off not eating them. I feel so much better. So yeah, yeah. I like oh, them occasionally. Of, I don't like them in my chili. You know what I mean? But I like the sweet ones with a little bit of bacon on the side with a hot dog. You know, like that, that makes sense as long as we're talking about processed foods. Um, but yeah, no, there's certain things like that that set me off. And I, I agree. I th- like, I think that as there are more options available, it's easier for me to be like, eh, you know, like I still like a steak and stuff. Sure. But yeah, especially since well we're enough, I'm gonna come yeah. back. Yeah, like that's, I've I've had cool. a I've had a vegan euro made out of a seitan, which is like just wheat protein, mm. and that that shit was amazing. Um, Yo, I'm down seitan with is delicious. Yeah, sounds good. Oh man, mm. not good for you know people who are celiacs, of course. But um, I, if you can grow a steak in a petri dish. And just <laughs> if you could grow people in a petri dish, it's long pig from. I'm from here for the lab. Yeah, 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 give me the, the lab. Yeah, give me the lab. I, 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 I wanted to. Well, yeah. and humans are omnivores too, right? So it's like it's sure. it's not. I because there's a part of animal protein that we need in order to mm-hmm. be fully 
uh, nourished, right? Or like, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't go vegan. I can't, yeah, I can't go vegan. I can't go vegetarian. I've tried. I like, I just like, if it never came off an animal or a person, I'm going to put person in there because you could science it to where it never came off a person. I could just like, yeah, this was made with Ronald Reagan's genome. Cool. You know, so. (laughs) Wow. I'm never going to fucking eat again. Thanks, bud. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, we all read it and transmit, you know, they got the long pig. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's the idea of like, if it never came off of something, that's all I ask. When, when we inevitably run out of meat, I mean, like, let's just, Let's just follow what Tupac said and just start eating the rich, guys. I mean, that's yeah, that's what we should I mean, do. It's or possible. Like, or like Coinop said, lie to me well enough. <laughs> yeah, just lie to me well enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat a clone. But it, go yeah, on. I'm telling you, crazy vegan called fake, you know, fucking filet of fish is the fire. It, it is so good. <laughs> I love that the best vegan you ever had is a cult. I spent $25 on a quart of their ice cream, which isn't ice cream at all. It's, it's got like carob. It, it was a mint chocolate chip is what it was supposed to be. It was the first time in, oh, I don't know, 30 years where I actually ate something that was pretty much ice cream without just shitting my brains out. Like I, and I'm not lactose intolerant. It's just for some reason, ice cream just doesn't work with me at all. It's like the temperature well, and the digestion process, all that. It's because it's like 50% milk and 50% sugar. So sure. You know. Yeah. Why wouldn't I like that? Oh my God. You know? Yeah, well, why wouldn't it also make you shit your brains out? Yeah, get them sugar shits. On that? You could also be. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. You could also be sensitive to one of the other compounds that are typically added to uh, ice cream. So, mm. ice cream is another one of those like highly adulterated it's... foods. Oh, yeah. I say adulterated and not that it's like, not that they're adding anything illegal to it necessarily, but. It's not, but there's they like are not adding, that much milk, there's not that much cream, but they they're, adding, they're adding thickeners, beaver they're adding anal gland juice, too. <laughs> Just saying. Again, I said, I'm here for that. That's no, cool. <laughs> beaver glands, why are they so goddamn delicious? Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if farts Once you discover good. it, right. Yeah, if you, oh man, it, 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 it's so many foods I would have missed out on if I didn't just like pinch my nose and go at it, man. I never thought I'd eat a snail. I think snail escargot is it's it's amazing. Phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah, escargot. I can't believe amazing. I waited until I was like in my forties to try it. I was just like, uh, this is fucking awesome and they're everywhere. Let's do this. Let's yeah. go. There's so, all this food in my backyard now. I didn't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> After getting off of the we just spoke about many a disgusting thing, my God. Uh, <laughs> regale us with the cyberpunk of beer. Yes. How, yeah. like, you know, I've tried to find a good cyberpunk angle for for beer, but beer is just <laughs> one of those like pure happy things in life to me. Beer is a respite from cyberpunk. You know, uh-huh. there's like some cyberpunk aspects, like like the advertising, like course trying to advertise to people in their dreams. Mm-hmm. I can go on about that if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's incredible. But <laughs> yeah, okay. So I guess they, what the what they found out is that they could um, advertise to people like late at night um, mm. things that were like kind of targeted ads for by time of day, which is, I don't know if something that we see a lot of, maybe we do. And we just don't know that they're doing it. Cause they yeah. definitely could be right. Like yeah. right. they could yeah. be giving you different ads at 10 PM. Then they give you at 2 PM. And oh, yeah. basically they found that people are going to like, whatever that you hear, like last where you go to sleep, you'll think about more while you're sleeping. Uh, and then they would also play like a white noise machine that had, um, you know, some subliminal messaging in it essentially. While, hmm. while you slept so this is gonna be hard to pull off because like no one's going to sign up for an advertising 
why noise machine? I don't know. Maybe with enough marketing, people would do it. But it sounds um, like an experimental government super soldier program of like M- this sounds like MK Ultra basically. It definitely yeah. came off that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, go, go Google it after this and go read about it. You'll be horrified. You know, the children so, of the people who started like the satanic panic in their subliminal messages and music, like their children are the ones who are doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dad. I'm going to make you drink beer at night. You know, like, uh, <laughs> well, so it's amazing. <laughs> I guess it's. <sighs> yes. Sorry. It's, it's hard. Well, we it's, 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 confusing because <laughs> because I have been told well I have heard from multiple sources that subliminal messaging doesn't work but as we are as we just talked about I mean advertising works so why wouldn't subliminal messaging work work if they figured out how to do it so I think the deal with subliminal messaging is that in order for it to be effective, it has to be present enough to be noticeable. So like fully subliminal yeah. messaging, like you probably aren't like in order for it to be effective, it has to be strong enough that you notice it. So there's yeah. going to be no subliminal messaging where you don't like notice it. I think um, what's way more effective is the like product placement type of subliminal messaging yeah. where, oh, yeah. you know, we're where not you necessarily it, like, but then you forget about Coke, it. But we're all, we're all sitting with a can of Coke, like during our interviews, you know, mm-hmm. like they, yeah. they've done that with like sports sports people recently right oh yeah they're always Um, facing the logo forward but you know there's also something to be said for like in a a film where it it feels unnatural if you don't you know what Mm. i mean like if there isn't a current soda can on the table when they're in a place where there would be like you're in a bodega or like a corner store or something well that's that's the argument that uh that people who do product placement make and i mean it makes sense it's just the requirements for product placement. Like if you put like a red soda can on a table, then, and you can like partially see a white stripe. Everybody knows it's a Coca-Cola can. You don't need to see the fucking logo. It's still advertising. Right. 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 So, I mean, they're, they're probably brokering it down to like how many seconds of screen time it gets. Yeah. Like it's, it's so broken that way. Like when you're just shooting something on location, which I don't, I've never done, but like, you mm. you see it like you're just you're setting up cameras in a shop you're not going to change the entire stock of that shop you know what i mean like there's yeah. a certain difficulty yeah. in realism that comes then you get something like josie and the pussycats which is just like fucking hilarious the way it shoves it down your throat like <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen that movie but it's kind of it's kind of anti-advertising in spite of the fact that it has more mm. product placement than i have ever seen in a movie in my life plus the songs are good but like uh yeah. No, no. This idea of them trying to ramp things up and make me like, maybe maybe subliminal doesn't like overtly work unless you already have kind of a sympathy for the product. I don't know, but the first thing that came into my mind when you start talking about this is you know in the boys, the cult and their obsession with Fresca. No, mm-hmm. I didn't get that far. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But yeah, no, it's, it's... Or, or ICP and their obsession with Fago. There you go. There's there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not a it's not a product placement if it's you know, I don't know. If it's incorporated into your fucking yeah, it's positive context, I guess. I don't know. Shout out to our juggalo fans. Um, Hell yeah. 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 You're pure. Yeah, don't piss them off. Well no, every honest to God, every juggalo I've ever met has been cool as shit. Yeah. yeah, like don't ever change you guys. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Be yourselves. I love it. Go. Yep. That's all I <laughs> Take ask. Take care of each other. Yep. Whoop. Um. <laughs> so where were we? It's something about beer because, like, okay, so beer's <laughs> not dystopian. I feel like so, everything I've said is really depressing, anyways. So let's, yeah. let's bring it back up with like some beer. Beer Save is us. beer is you know as like what Benjamin Franklin said, like probably not really, but beer is proof that God loves us and He wants us to be happy. <laughs> so so that's why you know I uh, <laughs> I I'm was really interested in you know drugs and medicinal chemistry and that all through um, grad school pharmaceutical drugs to clarify. But uh, mm-hmm. I I. When I found out that there was an option to be a beer chemist instead of a pharmaceutical chemist, I was like, I am, you know, it comes in pints. I'm having one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely have always, uh, always really loved beer. So mm-hmm. since I was since I was of legal drinking age, of course, I didn't love beer until I was legally able to drink it, obviously. Right. But um, but I, I uh, my dad homebrews, so yeah, yes, right. sure. yes. <laughs> so, None uh, of us graduated high school. It's fine. None of us had parties. <laughs> right, totally. Never went to one. Yeah, I definitely did not start helping my dad brew his beer until I was until I was twenty one. But uh, mm-hmm. I had a dad who home brewed, um, awesome. and you know, so I had access to that and grew up in an agricultural area where we have you know wonderful access to uh, wine grapes and you know where I, where I grew up is near where they grow most of the um, hops that are grown in the United States. So yeah. just like access to that luckily um and when i wanted to move home there's not a lot of chemistry jobs here it's pretty rural yeah. you know there's mm. basically just surrounded by hop fields and wine fields um you're describing so, heaven i hear um you know i yeah. would also argue that it's heaven uh it's you know on the kind of like the dry side of the cascade so it's almost always sunny you can drive to the mountains in less than two hours oh, wow. uh basically pick a direction and you'll be on either either like blm or forest service or um, or national forest land. So you can just like, camp, like go outdoors, go backpacking, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, the summers are like pretty freaking hot. Like we recently just had that like 115 degree day or whatever, yeah, but, not um, but the yeah. power is really cheap. So fun fact that my power bill for like the month of July was still only 180 bucks. And I oh, kept my house at 74 that whole time. Wow. So, nice. That's yeah. yeah. So, and I have like a house that's built in like 1957. So, you know, right it was like oh, it's it's not that it's not that bad and and you know if you have central ac like i said the power here is like incredibly cheap because it's most of our power is um hydroelectric so right yeah it's it's mm-hmm. like fairly renewable um that's why like i thought about putting in gas appliances when we like needed to buy appliances for our house and i was like well you know gas is like fracking and like we got all this hydroelectric power it's just i do i want a gas stove like yeah heck yeah i do yeah. but uh it's just like ethically i gotta put in a, an electric stove because yeah we, we have a renewable power and i don't want to encourage any more fracking than is already happening right yeah yeah so uh so i moved back to my hometown essentially and started working as a hop chemist uh this last year during right during the pandemic um mm. and it's just been such a fun job we drink beer at work like three times a week practically not a lot of beer because it's like sensory tasting sure um yeah, yeah. but that's that's just great and then just work with all kinds of brewers um you know the kind of craft brewers where i'm just like huge fans of their beer and then they'll just like come in for a tour and like you know talk to them about their Mm -hmm. products and stuff it's just like man it's the fucking best i really can't i really can't find a like negative angle on it um (laughs) nor can i uh, i'm like how do you how do you cleanse your palate between tastings yeah, that's a great question. So um, a lot of people think that to like cleanse your palate or to um, 
to like clear your nose, you should smell coffee, but mm-hmm. don't do that. Um, okay. Do not do that. So coffee is really strong. It has a lot of thiols in it. Um, and so part of the thing that we're really smelling for in beer is those thiols. Cause those are what gives you like, you know, you can have like some sweet fruit flavors, but in order to have like the really pungent sweet fruit that is like absolutely delicious and tropical, that's sulfur mm-hmm. compounds. So you will make yourself blind to them. So if you smell something like a sulfur compound or really anything that's too strong or too much, you will become blind to that smell. So, gotcha. uh, so if you smell a bunch of coffee, what you're doing is like clearing out your nose so that you can't smell that thing anymore. Right. So smelling coffee is a terrible idea. You'll make yourself blind to all of those compounds. What you should do instead mm. is smell your elbow. So just like, like you're going to sneeze, <laughs> uh, you know, put your nose in your elbow and just smell because you're kind of attuned to what you smell like it will but it's it's very mild so it will really kind of refresh your nose so that's how you refresh hmm. your nose um and in between fucking brilliant yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're next time you're Never at a wine or beer tasting yeah smell your smell your elbow um that's what i wow. that's what i do i um like between beer tasting especially if i feel like if a thing start to smell the same you know yeah, or yeah. you get to a point in beer tastings where like you know every beer starts to taste similar after too many and we try not to do too many beer tastings at once like you know like yeah. six or so total mm-hmm. um and and that you know you're you're taking like three drinks maybe so mm-hmm. it's not like a whole ton of, of beer mm-hmm. um and the other thing you can do is we eat oyster crackers like that you'd like put on your like clam chowder you know like mm-hmm. saltines yeah. and uh and drink water just drinking water mm-hmm. you know water has okay. a taste um, yeah. but it's pretty mild and it's one that tends to like cleanse your, your palate helps dissolve off the compounds that are stuck to your tongue so that you're ready for the next sample. Damn. All this time I was like, chew on a mint leaf or some crazy, you know, find well, some clover yeah. in the backyard and, you know, rub it around your eyes. You know, like there were so many <laughs> other ways I heard to do this stuff that I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand why. Yeah. And, no, it's that's the other thing too. I used to love like going into a beer joint and getting like, make your own six pack. Until I realized if the beer is still good, they're going to blast your palate. They're, you're, you're only going to get two or three into it. Like, you know, here you got a, you know, triple Imperial IPA and then you have a stout in the same six pack. That's not going to work. It's just not going to yeah. work. Yeah. So I tend to go for like the, the like, I mean, just blow me away with your hops. Like the brewers yeah. putting like the maximum hops that could possibly crush into a beer. Not that it's bitter because often these beers, like that is not mm-hmm. the goal. If you if you told yourself you don't like IPAs because they're bitter, you haven't tested, tasted an IPA in the last five years. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, no. or, or like, you know, a, a craft IPA, right? Because they're not bitter anymore. Um, right. and, there's, uh, like a, so, there's so much of it, but yeah. there's like a few that really nail it. You know, yeah. like the absolutely right. so good looking- go I'm looking for those few that just like absolutely nail it, like a good hazy IPA that's like mm-hmm. fruity, made with one of like the new trendy hops that is just going to blow my pants off. Or I want like a basically Coors. I'm, I'm considering not drinking Coors anymore because I really don't like advertising to people in their sleep. Sure. But um, yeah. but it's like it's actually really popular beer for people who work in the hop industry just because you need to kind of cleanse your palate. You need a beer that doesn't isn't going to completely overwhelm you because eventually every beer tastes the same if you're only drinking like the super super hoppy beer and also like dude the brewing industry doesn't pay very well like brewers don't make a lot of money so they they're they're drinking course because that's what they can fucking afford that's really surprising Um, to me actually but it's it's also not bad like it's well made it's just a light lager you know yeah Yeah. Um, it's just that like that's such a big industry and i'm surprised you guys like as a scientist like you guys aren't paid more you know (laughs) like i think I definitely like the, you know, the pharmaceutical industry definitely pays more, but it's also much more competitive. And, um, Mm. 
they don't get to drink beer at work. So that's yeah, fair. I mean, you know, this is but, an easy uh, decision. Yeah, and also, <laughs> I thought like, it was. Fuck the pharmaceutical industry. But, fuck Martin exactly, Shkreli. Yeah, but also, <laughs> but uh, the, but brewers just like don't get paid as that much. Um, you know, beer, especially good beer, is really expensive to make. The mm-hmm. the inputs, the hops, are extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, even um, the overhead just and, to start, just getting the tanks. Yeah, totally. And so there's just not a whole lot left over to pay the brewers. So like, unless you're an owner, you're not making very much money. I, I think like, I mean, I ex- probably most brewers are making like well less than like $50,000 a year, I bet. Oh. So they're just not making Dang. a whole lot, even even like really big brewers, like unless mm. they're working at like, you know, Bell's. I hope the people right. at Bell's make more just as an example to pick on because they're like, you know, if I'm they make I'm, real good fucking beer. <laughs> they make real good fucking beer. <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh wow! Well, how how do you how do you make beer at home? Like, so how- <laughs> uh, I make beer at home the super super old fashioned way, like on a um. So it's on a, a gas stove, um, but it's hooked up to like a five gallon propane tank in yeah. my in my dad's uh, shop, and um, yeah, I make like five gallon batches, and um, you know, just uh, I usually do whole grain. So I'll go to the you know, luckily where we live, there's um two different places where you can go buy just like the whole grains and then they'll even grind it for you, which is just great. Very oh, like, wow. um, very like high school shop teacher vibes. So you just pick out your grains and they'll grind them for you while you chat. And then, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. So, I mean, the basic ingredients in beer are, um, you know, water, mm-hmm. your, your malted grains, uh, and then hops and yeast. So you can, you know, pick all those up, where I'm, where I live, because we're in hop country, you can pick those up at the local hardware store. The local Ace Hardware carries all of it. And then, <laughs> Holy um, shit. yeah, I'm not joking. We have the best Ace Hardware in like the world. That's fantastic. Um, and it's like decently priced too. Like it's cheaper than buying it online. Uh, it's oh, like cheaper okay. than Northern Brewer. So it's just like it's just great and very like high school shop teacher vibes in there. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we um, you do this thing called mashing, which is basically where you're trying to convert as much as you can of the starches in the grains into sugars that are then going to feed the yeast and mm-hmm. the yeast is going to turn that sugar into alcohol. It's kind of like the basic yeah. theory of beer. Um, and so you, you mash, which is basically hold it at a certain temperature. That's really going to help that conversion. And, and we just do that in like, just basically a big canning pot. It's like a big, like seven gallon canning pot. Um, yeah. Cause we're only making like five gallon batches. Uh, and then, you know, you have certain time points, you have like a hop schedule where you add in your hops. And usually my hops are like, you know, either what's, um, what I'm able to just get from, from work. Cause, cause we just like have extra hops and I'm just like, what do you mean extra hops? There's like literally no such thing. Um, <laughs> so like yeah. extra hops from work. And that way we're able to get like really good hops. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite hops lately is Eldorado. It's so good. It's like watermelon candy kind of aromas and um it's also a high alpha hop so you can use it as like a single hop Um, it does better when it's with other things because it tends to make basically any other flavor component in a hop taste like the candy version of that flavor so you've got like the citrus in citra will taste like candy citrus if you mix it with eldorado it's just like amazing it's just because of how just the synergy of those flavors together that's so that's like my i'm a big fan of yeah. and and uh, a lot of them are, are you know grown on this like one farm here locally that's where the, the people who run that farm are also just like the nicest people um so oh, it's yeah. all around just like it's just a great a great product um so how I, involved been doing are a lot you of... in like in like making 
or like uh, growing the the hops themselves. Um, do you guys make your own grow your own hops, or are they so grown the somewhere I work else? For, the company I work for, which I'll leave I'll leave nameless, um, they have their own farm where they grow some hops, especially experimental varieties, because you know mm-hmm. that's how you come up with things like Mosaic and Citra and El Dorado mm-hmm. and whatever yeah. else. Um, you know, you breed hops together, looking for a couple of things. One, the best flavor possible, the most interesting mm-hmm. flavor. You know, for like whatever is really popular, like so the fruit flavors are really something we go for mm-hmm. um, because it's just magic when you can make your beer taste like you added peaches to it. And like it's never seen a peach. Oh, yeah. It's never even looked at I've, a peach across the room. But yes. the beer tastes like peaches. I've had oh. uh, so, I've had a um, I've had weed recently that's called Citradelic Sunset and it tastes like oranges when you smoke it. It's unreal. Yeah. And. Uh, it's amazing mm-hmm. what you can do with like selective reading. And that's definitely what they're doing, not just in the hops industry, but also in definitely in the cannabis industry. Um, they have the similar compounds, these terpenes that can just t- taste like fruity or citrusy. And it's, it's absolute, it's absolutely amazing. And, and isolating out those compounds and then smelling them really feels like witchcraft. That to me is like the witchcraft of, of beer is you can mm-hmm. take like a full extract, uh, just a CO2 extract of hops and then fractionated enough and you get like just the peach and you would swear to God that it had come from peaches that you had like mm. distilled peaches to get this flavor. So is that and just, it's like, Nope, this, well, that's, this came from hops entirely. Is that like genetic engineering or is that just no, no. using what you already have and just doing it, just doing it better. There's, like that's incredible. Huh. Yeah, Firestone had this series called like luponic distortion. Yeah. And what they would do is they would, you know, they they make a can for it and like a box for it. And they would talk about how it's like, this is blueberry. And it isn't. There's no blueberry in it. It's just three different hops. So you pop it and you take a sip of it and it blows your freaking mind. You're like, "Uh, how did you do this shit? This isn't normal. (laughs) This is witchcraft. This is really weird witchcraft. Huh. Yeah, so to answer your question, Scum, it's all through breeding. Um, So there aren't any GMO hops. Generally, um, the brewing industry is pretty anti anything that's not natural and not hop derived. So there's there if we made GMO hops, people would not buy them. So we will not make GMO hops. Yeah. What exactly? Um, What exactly? So I go ahead. I guess maybe I'm. I've never really been plugged in on this, but um, like. What what is the big deal about what what qualifies as something genetically modified right now, um, and why is that necessarily a bad thing? Why do people see that as a bad thing? I think that's an excellent question, and you make a really good point um, in that it's like who decides where the line is between mm-hmm. selective breeding and genetically modified. And it's definitely like, it's not a yes or no question, right? It, like many mm-hmm. things in life, it's actually a scale. It's like how genetically modified is it not? Is it genetic genetically modified or is it not? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, like we're selectively breeding hops, you know, year over year looking for the best flavors and also the best mm-hmm. like agronomics, like, you know, yields per acre, things like that. Like, is it resistant to mites? So we don't have to like treat for mites, things like that. But, um, but you know, the other way you can do that besides selective breeding, which selective breeding is just like, it's so freaking labor intensive, you know, and you might yeah. breed for like and a decade and never come up with a, takes good, a, long time, a good yeah. strain. Yeah. But um, so there's a couple ways you can do 
genetically modified. One way is you just irradiate it, and that will encourage a bunch of different random genetic mutations. Then you select for the ones that you want. Oh, it's basically just okay. yes. the natural process, right? Because right. plants are naturally having genetic mutations or whatever all the time or recombination yeah. events yeah. Um, yeah, during, yeah. like, you know, meiosis. Uh, so you're going to see... Um, you know, genetic variation over time, irradiating it just really speeds that up. None of that radiation really makes it into the, like the food you're eating. It's all, you know, it's all decayed by, by then. And it's like, you know, it takes like years to develop one of these things. So the radiation's all gone by then, but that's, that's one way to do it. Um, and the other way to do it is to basically like, they have like, I, I, it's like way more complicated than I can like explain well in a short amount of time, but they basically have a, a gene gun and they just shoot the genes into the plant and try to get it, in there that way and then okay. is, that, is that like a so many terrible metaphors for this <laughs> this is like how, is... how the how monsanto typically does it or whatever how they that's how they like selectively okay. get like the gene to be immune to glycophosphates mm. in there okay. you know is that how they straighten out corn uh i think that was just done through a lot of the corn was just through, done through selective breeding as mm. far as like mm. getting it from maize to sweet corn right. but getting it from mm. sweet corn that will be killed by glycophosphate to ones that will not be killed by glycophosphate which is roundup by the way mm. getting the roundup immune corn that one was you know kind of selective genetic manipulation uh yeah okay uh hmm. and so, i'm not against GMOs, well now now i have okay, i just yeah right I just, uh, I know that a lot of people are against them. And again, like our consumers are really sensitive to them. So we would not, we would not use that for hops just because our, yeah. our customers, which our customers are the brewers, the brewers are buying the hops from us to make their beer. Um, we don't actually do, we do some brewing, but that's not our point. Um, they would not want to buy our product if it was genetically modified. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah, I sure guess, like ask a question. well, for me, uh, like, I guess that, doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. I, I think the the worst thing is maybe altering the food or altering you know these plants in such a way that it uh, has a negative effect on the environment and or maybe has a different balance of like chemicals, so it might be more calorie intensive or something than previous breeds, like. I read somewhere that uh, the flavor that they used for banana candy was using a species of banana that doesn't that's extinct now. So that's why banana candy doesn't taste like bananas. I yeah, don't know. So what... like there's two there was like there, that's that's a really good like point like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, in that case, what happened was there was like a disease that basically eradicated out that previous yeah. banana. It was like mm. a it's like a type of fungus um, and mm basically got to the point where uh you know those those bananas just couldn't exist anymore they couldn't thrive and so they switched to a different yeah. banana type and i think mm. so what used to be the main banana was the grow michelle and now it's the cavendish banana yeah. um so that's what we have now we've none of us uh, have ever tasted a grow michelle banana because mm. they are all they're basically extinct now because they've been eradicated by this fungus um and now this fungus is attacking the Cavendish banana. So, I mean, enjoy your bananas while you can. No, we might not have them around forever. And we yeah, don't have a good follow-up banana. So, um, but all bananas are clones. It's like really hard to fight um, to fight this fungus because all bananas oh, are yeah. clones of each other. So uh, it's, it's a genetically complete monoculture. So there's, there's no oh, diversity. And that means that, you know, 
the, oh like the biggest thing you can do is basically like slash and burn like it's a forest fire and you're trying to That's, like create fire breaks for this fungus it uh, and it's, it's yeah. slowly taking over the bananas that we currently have so you know yeah. knowing oh, this boy. and then having seen jeff bezos go up in a, a a dick rocket with his clone is his body parts clone it, it really makes me fear for the future of humanity i, I gotta be honest like we can't yeah. lose bananas and just have a bunch of bezos running around yeah <laughs> this is this is the future we don't want but this is the future we're headed towards i'll talk about oh, like, it, yeah. well, it, 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 my question was like let's because you were saying like it's not popular to consumers right for to have like genetically modified yeah. organisms but okay let's say a theoretical out of either desperation or simply public opinion just changes after enough on a long enough timeline like where where could you see GMOs heading into the in the future? Like how do we use GMOs? Like how like what would be the future of GMOs for whatever yeah, so reason? I think GMOs are definitely like the way forward for sustainability. Even um, yeah. I, I think that there's just been a lot of bad bad propaganda, but a lot of the kind of bad rap that GMOs get are a from just Monsanto behaving incredibly poorly. (laughs) It's not that the GMOs themselves are bad, but Monsanto sure as fuck is. And um, the the business practices are, I mean, they, you could not write dystopian fiction that detailed Monsanto's behaviors because people would be like, that is too on the nose. It's too over the top. Tone it back, buddy. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Just look at their role in like Agent Orange. I mean, oh, and, and like, oh, God. how they basically deforested entire chunks of like Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah. And Never yeah. mind the mutations and the deformities that yeah. came from that. They're fucking yeah. animals and they shouldn't exist. Yeah. 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 But a lot of GMO. Then they uh, shouldn't have anything to do with our fucking food, for sure. <laughs> they really have. Have, they have no business being in business, let alone being yeah. in control of our food, right? But, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but a lot of genetically modified organisms are, you know, they're they're better um, than the non-GMO par- components, like counterparts, because we'll have things like rice that has, you know, vitamin A added um, that mm. can really like is literally life saving, or you know, genetically mm. modified food that's maybe more drought tolerant, more heat tolerant, mm-hmm. things like that that yeah. are yeah. save our asses. Yeah, when it's too hot to like, you know, it's too hot to grow hops anymore, because you know uh, the heat wave we had was like really tough on a lot of produce, but it was really hard on the hops too. Like it was sad yeah. seeing like the, you know, the hop vines uh, just basically would put up new growth and then die back in the heat. Mm. Um, it's scary to know to think like what this crop year might look like for all of across all of agriculture. Like we may just have less food this, this year, like, because there's a lot of food that either didn't reach maturity or got just burned on, um, on the vine or on the plant or whatever. So, but, um, so, you know, I also think like organic food is for sure not the way forward, whatever the way forward is, it is not organic food. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I just, I hate organic food. The number one being is that it's more expensive um, and maybe it is more labor intensive to grow, but it's not better for you. And a lot of people are buying organic because they think it's better for them and they're just being swindled. You know, what's, it's, yeah, it's, what's, what's like the, what, what, what is it versus what they're telling us? Like, yeah. So for one, organic food does not mean pesticide free. A right. lot of people feel that way or think that way, but they've been misled. Um, So often too, the pesticides that are used on organic food, um, they have to be applied more heavily. So like, you know, Mm. we're talking like four times as much at least 
of the organic pesticide is needed versus the non-organic pesticide. Um, so there's a list of pesticides approved for um, organic food, and some of them are not safe. There's one, I think it's called rotenone, that is more ecologically damaging than the conventional fertilizer or con- it's like a it's like a pesticide or whatever. But there's it's like a broad spectrum pesticide. And there are alternatives that are not organic certified, but they're they're the the conventional ones are less ecologically damaging damaging mm-hmm. and they're more effective. And then um, they they're more selective for just the mite that they're trying to treat for versus the rotenone mm-hmm. one just kind of damages a bunch of other off target species. Um, so it's just harmful to the environment in general. And then it's also been linked to Parkinson's disease. So mm. like mm. there's, there's like, it's, and uh, it was, um, I think in 2010, it was reapproved. Like it wasn't for a while there, you weren't allowed to use it. And then it got reapproved in 2010, basically like back by popular demand. <laughs> so it's, yeah. so they can, they can still use it. Um, and uh, I wouldn't want to eat something that had been fertilized with this personally. Yeah. The other thing about organic food, like being not safer is that it has much higher levels of bacteria. So if you pay attention to food recalls, um, you'll notice almost always it's organic food being recalled. And Mm. that's because uh, the like E. coli rate in organic food is like 10% versus 2% in conventional food. So if you wouldn't test like all the produce, 10% of the organic produce is going to test positive for E. coli and only 2% of the conventional. And then also salmonella pretty much is only ever detected on organic food. It's still in pretty low amounts, but it's if you're, if you're vulnerable to salmonella because you have a suppressed immune system, Mm. organic food, you're not going to want to eat it frankly yeah, yeah. so yeah. i don't eat organic food mostly just because i'm fucking poor <laughs> i can't afford it but also right. it's just damn man and uh, yeah, a lot of yeah. people are yeah. and and there's there's just like a basically it's just like stuff the organic food lobby doesn't want you to know and be assured there is a very thriving powerful organic food lobby that is trying to scare you into buying organic food so they can take your money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It largely works. I mean, my God. Man, there was a time in our lives where, like, the milk lobby convinced you that if you, like, didn't fucking drink milk, you were just going to crumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Like, it was, it was it, even when I was a kid, like, fucking 90s, it was, like, it was the same thing where it's like, you got to drink your milk. Yeah. Oh, no, we had, we had the milk, it does a body good, which I just, I, uh, uh, it's up there with acronyms. <laughs> it just like it triggers something in me it just yeah, yeah, you clench up a little bit i'm like oh that's awful phrasing but um yeah so no, i need cool. i need you to go back to this gene gun i need like i'm sorry i can't, I can't <laughs> we, we can talk about this right like we can i need you to to differentiate between that and like uh crispr Okay, so because. that's a good question. Uh, CRISPR is definitely the better technology. It's the newer. It's like the, uh, you know, the 2.0 new technology. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, the gene gun is basically you're just like shooting a plasmid at your plants and like hoping it makes its way into the gene. Into the, like, yeah, you know, is that like, is that like, like art or is that like RNA or is it uh, carrying RNA? So I think it is the DNA and then you basically shoot it into the plant at such high speeds that it like in, that it will insert itself into the into the gene just by like brute force which like doesn't always work (laughs) and um but you know it it was like it was like a way that they tried i don't think people would do that now just because crispr is way better um so crispr is a way to basically target targetedly um insert a gene into a genome it's awesome technology Mm. you know it's it's 
coming along. It definitely has some more development to go before like we're ready to like CRISPR a human. Um, but it's it's really amazing technology. It looks for like basically these signature repeating units in that it can be found in DNA. Yeah. And whenever it has one of those, it can basically make a cut and then it can you can have a, um, a little helper there, which will put in the, the other genome and then repair it. So um, it's a way to like targetedly insert a gene um, that where you can, you know, get exactly the gene you want there instead of making random mutations and you can, you know, insert it sort of not quite wherever you want, because sometimes there's like multiple units mm-hmm. where there's like yeah, the same I'm sure that this sequence. is so you much might not more be complicated exactly than it where sounds. It goes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's really complicated. That's, yeah. that's why it's taken them a while to, to develop it. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, but it's awesome piece of machinery. And the reason why it's like, so good at what it does is that we didn't develop it like we just found it you know it's mm-hmm. a typical like white person yeah. discovery it's like bacteria or whatever have been doing this for a long time and then we just realized that hey they're doing that we can do that too and we'll call it ours <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah this is something that it's it's so effective yeah. because we didn't come up with it right like we couldn't come mm-hmm. up with something this yeah. elegant um, yeah yeah but uh, but the bacteria did so i was just yeah, thinking well, it's, about that it's one really dude. scary like, yeah oh. like uh, I'm ahead. just thinking about that one dude who, like, modified his own genome like live on camera. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking I'll about I'm that. thinking about the guy. Oh, that bio. I'm thinking about dude. the guy. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Shoved a whole fucking syringe in his leg or some shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm, like, I'm gonna you know, rewrite I'm, my own genome. Just watch. I'm just gonna say. Didn't I'm just gonna like say died? right now. I'm not. No, he didn't. I don't know. I think. Did. Yeah, he's no. He's alive. Oh, okay. he, I'm. I thought he got sick. Yeah. He regrets it. Yeah, I, I think that much. Yeah, I think uh, he's like, he I not is, he's like under uh, investigation or something. Well, I, I'll, I want to throw a little bit of shade at that uh, documentary on Netflix on natural selection because I'm not entirely sure how much of that was real. You know, there was there mm. were some parts seemed slightly staged, but that's just me. Um, I I didn't see it because. It was okay. The words documentary and Netflix seldom really go together that well. That's fair. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I got a couple yeah. good ones. Yeah, that's, fine. that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's um, being like fucking investigated for like giving people biohacking kits like through the mail. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Is that I, I, one of the I one wanted... of the main reasons why it's a bad idea is that there's. Um, basically, it can trigger your immune system right now. We haven't found a way around that, mm-hmm. but the reason why you shouldn't be just modifying your own gene besides the fact that like, we're all fucking idiots. So, you know, we probably shouldn't like, we don't, yeah. we don't know what's good for us. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it, you can trigger an immune system response that can be really harmful. So you can have yeah. like, you know, I mean, everybody knows what a cytokine storm is now, but something mm. like that where you can just mm. have a, a cascade, very inflammatory um, immune response by, by, by basically it's a possible side effect for CRISPR. So when they've done human trials with CRISPR, that has come up. Um, and so until we find a way around that, which I'm sure they will eventually, um, I would not do it based on the current technology. I would not I sign was, up for it. I was just thinking about the, uh, the, the Chinese, that rogue Chinese scientist who uh, edited a, well, who uh, performed some edit, edits on a couple of, um, weren't they twins? Um, like newborn uh, yeah. pregnant ladies too. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was twins. Yeah. like in the womb. Hmm. He was, yeah, and and oh, that's right. for okay. like really nefarious reasons too. Like mm-hmm. the reasons behind it were not very legitimate. It was like the 
it was supposedly for like this HIV treatment or whatever, but there's, mm. it's like the dad had was HIV positive, but there's, there's like already a protocol in place. Like he didn't need to have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then he was like basically universally denounced by the entire scientific and medical community. Like the whole world just like was like yeah. distanced themselves from this guy simultaneously. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I heard it, it back off down, today, but. Yeah. Well, he moved to a volcano island, right? He's like a massing henchman. Yeah, I haven't heard shit about this guy since then. You know I know mean? like, he's still alive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the, Chinese, I'm sure the uh, Chinese government fucking wrecked yeah, his shit. Yeah. Like, Harvested yeah, I think his organs. The Chinese government definitely. I mean, they're probably having him keep working because it's a waste of a brilliant mind, but I'm sure he's working yeah. like under, yeah, under, right. if not, if not like actual jail, like the kind of life that you could live outside of jail, but it basically is jail. Yeah. He's got, he's because, got a I don't know. house arrest, you know, fucking bracelet on his ankle. But I'm just, yeah, and I'm I'm sure, just like, thinking you know, about every that. single correspondence is. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I would say probably every single correspondence that he, that, leaves his you know house or his mouth is is monitored it's monitored nonstop, and he's probably got a team of three people working in shifts like keeping an eye on this dude yeah like he bought he bought a bunch of produce today and he's got syringes we don't know what the fuck's going on guys like you might want to send a team (laughs) 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 john has gone dark has been appears to be giant carrots I am... <laughs> oh man, that movie needs to be made. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, well, I was you just going to say. Tales? I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> that story sticks oh, out in yeah. my mind because awesome. I I have this continuous the continuous fear in my mind. Not to you know bring things back down, but I. Um, like, what if somebody, you know, kind of applies that sort of lack of regard for ethics in the scientific community and decides to, uh, use CRISPR technology on say a virus? Is that, is that, I mean, I know that there are probably a lot of working parts that they would need to, uh, um, work around yeah, right. in order to I'm get it to sure actually work, work it. but yeah oh, i'm like, pretty I'm sure, sure it's that. happening is that is you know yeah so do you think that's possible viruses are insanely simple and you do not need CRISPR to modify them um mm-hmm. oh great know, viruses oh, are oh well they're, thanks they're they're, they're the most <laughs> simple they're the most simple thing like really they're like almost more chemistry than biology um because mm-hmm. i mean basically all they are is some form of genetic code and some yeah. form of envelope that they go in. That's really it. So, yeah. you know, there's, and, and it can vary based on virus type, whether it's RNA or DNA um, for the genetic code and like whether it's a, you know, a, just a, you know, lipid membrane or whether there's a more complicated capsid like around the, around the protein or sorry, around the, um, the genetic material, but it, they're very simple. Um, and yeah, I mean, there is definitely, you know, there's been some, uh, new stories in the past there's been some incidences where someone's doing something where they call they call it gain of function research which Mm -hmm. is basically Mm -hmm. where uh, someone's doing research on a virus and intentionally or unintentionally they make the virus more virulent or um or more deadly um so more contagious Mm -hmm. or more deadly and and um you know that is something that can happen 
randomly, like viruses can just mutate to become more contagious or more deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you can also kind of do this intentionally and it's not very difficult to do. Like, and that's the scary thing is it's like, it's actually really simple. Um, And, you know, there's some arguments over whether it's, so in most places it's not, you're not allowed to do gain of function research. You are very restricted Mm -hmm. in what you can do to modify viruses. Um, And generally whenever somebody has like stepped out of that, the scientific community has come down on them similar to how we saw people come down on the mad scientists who crispered babies. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you know, there was, not that far off ago, um, like a lab in Norway that was studying the flu virus. And they basically said, look, we can just make this small uh, mutation and it's way more contagious. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Uh, stop. And so like this kind of, you know, it's, it's crazy, like how simple it is to make mm. that um, change happen. And there was a lot of pushback over whether that research should be published um, or yeah. not, because especially because like I said, it's so simple to do. Um, and mm. it, it's kind of like you were talking about before the show about like the forensics class you took, where you realized that you could now like commit crime and it's actually really simple to evade the test. As long as you know what tests are going to run, right. it's similar mm-hmm. to that. And that is, if you yeah. have a really basic understanding of virology, it's like, it's really simple. You, oh, you don't like you, it's it's scarily simple oh, to wow. modify a virus if you is, have the proper training is it harder is oh, it so it's easier to to modify a virus how is it more difficult to make a vaccine okay. um so yeah that's a great question um so to make a vaccine there's like a bunch of different ways but to make a vaccine is more complicated because in this case you're not trying to just make a simple you know genetic code with an envelope you're trying to trigger the immune system of a person without over triggering it so you know Mm -hmm. a vaccine needs to have some kind of piece that's going to be recognizable for the thing you want to vaccinate against Mm -hmm. and it needs to also trigger your immune system enough that it will elicit a immune response because if i just like you know injected you with some like random cut up pieces of virus without um an adjunct that triggers an immune response you wouldn't necessarily develop immunity to that Mm -hmm. um in order to reliably elicit an immune response they you have to put in some kind of thing that activates the immune system. And that's why you like the vaccines, like don't make you feel great after Yeah, you're purposely triggering. Yeah. You might feel like you're sick after let's yeah. that's on purpose. Yep. You you're purposely triggering your immune sense. system so that your immune system sits up and pays attention. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise yeah. it's just like yeah. plotting on as normal. Like you're the exposed to a bunch like, of different. What's like saying to you, it's like, like, Hey buddy. All right. See how bad this is. It's literally a hundred times less bad than if we didn't do this. You know, like it, yeah. it's, it's like a test. You know what I mean? Like here, here taste well, this. I All mean, right? you know, don't like it. Well, you don't get it now. It's like it's it's like yeah, a handshake. So, well, well, because uh, viruses yeah. and and uh, um, cells are always essentially making like doing handshakes with one another, like mm-hmm. you know, two computers communicating. And I don't know. It's it's easier for me for some reason to relate to the human body in terms of um computer like terminology for some mm-hmm. reason but because yeah, you're a nerd yeah, yeah i guess so <laughs> I guess it's true. yeah it's, I, I feel it yeah I do. we all do it yeah it's cool. like all the time if you guys haven't noticed i'm also just an extremely nerdy person oh yeah oh yeah yeah well, yeah, uh, yeah you're in good company this was good input yes <laughs> That's why we get along so well. Yes. Yeah. Oh Lord, yes. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, is there anything else? Did we have any other well, questions? What I wanted to ask next. Uh, what I wanted to ask next. I can talk. Um, so 
kind of piggybacking on Scum's earlier question about like what you think the the future of food is going to be like. What what how do you feel about hydroponics? How do you think that's going to like fit into this? Uh, and you know, while we're at it, like, how do you think uh, CRISPR is going to fit into you know the future of food? So I think you know CRISPR as a way to make to genetically modified food to fit our needs better. It's it's not yeah. a bad option. I think a lot of people would be terrified of that, but um, mm. I, I don't think it's there's nothing inherently bad about it. It's more like how it's used. It's just like even Monsanto's genetically mod- genetic modifications to plants that they've made. You know, it's maybe not great to like genetically modify uh, oranges to be sweeter so that we so that we eat more of them or mm. you can sell them for a higher price yeah. or whatever. But yeah. you know. Uh, I think there. I think generally, like genetic, genetically modifying food, so it um, that it doesn't go bad so fast, so that it is more nutritionally um, beneficial to us. So, for example, including vitamin A in rice. Mm, yeah. I think all of those are great for the future. Um, for hydroponics, I think. I mean, this could be like the next food that we all eat is algae, but that's like that's not a new concept at all. But yeah. you know, more and more, we're finding that you can grow algae to like a really high density, really easily. Um, you can grow it in wastewater even, and it can remediate wastewater so Mm, it can clean drinking water at the same time you're growing things for like either fuel so for biofuels or for food Hmm. so um so that's like a really great like i mean that's like the most basic hydroponic probably i mean you can fucking grow it on accident to huge amounts Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but uh i mean so i think hydroponics are like can be good we just have to be careful what we do with the wastewater from hydroponics um we shouldn't be dumping a bunch of fertilizer like into waterways where algae could grow yeah. um yes so but i mean that's it could be a good way to remediate agricultural water too so just grow algae in it so yeah. uh so that, that's a good that's a good option and then you can make algae into you know it's a good source of oil so you can make biofuels out of algae um it's currently more expensive to do that than to just pull oil out of the ground but that's not going to be that way forever right. and there's lots of research being done to figure out how to get the most oil possible to grow in algae and to also get it out of the algae mm-hmm. um but there's also like then there's gonna be like protein and other things left behind from a lot of these. So so I, I don't know. Yeah, I think the, hyd- yeah. the future for hydroponics is great, especially if um if they like you know basically they recently did this um this thing and, and I'm a parent so this is why this was like on my radar for things that I can be paranoid about is that a bunch of baby food contained heavy metals. And mm. it wasn't because heavy metals were added to the baby food or they were Eesh. using adulterated inputs or anything like that. They were just and and like basically this the conclusion from like this news or study or whatever was that if you had grown these potatoes like in your own backyard sweet potatoes they would probably contain contain similar amounts of heavy metals like if you bought yams from the grocery store and like cooked them and made them into baby food just mm. the processing that goes into making something into baby food and the fact that our soils are so contaminated that they all just basically contain heavy metals at this point, you would end up with the same amount of heavy metals, even if you were making your own baby food at home. Oh, so there's crazy. like, there's no, uh, there's no like safe way cool. to do this. Yeah. So like hydroponics, where you can like, that. I water. will stop eating uh, backyard potatoes then. I mean, yeah. So, so like, I kind of want to put in a garden, but I, I, I don't think my soil is going to be very amenable to that so like mm, i'm yeah, i'm yeah. looking at either getting my soil tested for heavy metals before i grow especially root vegetables in it or mm. getting soil that has been tested and just buying it and doing raised yeah. garden beds so mm. it's something to worry about like this the soil is too dirty for us to grow food in at some point and we're getting wow. to that point so mm, hydroponics yeah. would give us a way to grow that food outside of 
soils that are contaminated. You know, if I like just, the whole world becomes a super fun site, hydroponics will be yeah. the future for that. Yeah, I mean, like oh, hydroponics are fucking amazing to me because, like, I mean, it, well, that's for one thing. It, I think it's uh, it's really steering us towards the direction of like self-sustaining, uh, like just being it. Hydroponics blow my mind because you can grow so much food in such a small, such a much more condensed area than and like the the possibilities just seem endless as well. Yeah. So and, here where I live, like I mentioned that the power is really cheap here. That's why we have a ton mm, of Bitcoin mining, but we also have a ton of uh, grow operations. Mm-hmm. And I think somehow the like intricacies, so I live in Washington state in like rural Washington and part of the intricacies of like how growing marijuana was legalized is they can be grown, but they're not grown in like open fields where you could just walk up to them. They're grown inside yeah, like these huge tents or buildings. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they're all grown like hydroponically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and and I mean, it's amazing like the amount of the amount of marijuana they can grow in just like a just small warehouse, and it's because they're using hydroponics and grow lights and stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely definitely like a viable way forward. Yeah, Same. I mean, yeah, you know what? I just wonder, are we are we, we gonna? God, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would. I'm just saying, I would have a good time if I if I was uh, ever found myself in one of those. I think Shadow Linky Candyland. No, <laughs> oh, man. A lot of good jobs for that around here if you're willing to just like tediously trim for hours. Oh yeah, there there are a it lot of good jobs well for that there and, uh, around here too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, can you listen to podcasts? Yes. Oh yeah. well, fuck. You just like put, right. in, put in your put in your like you know, dark electro and you just like snip, snip, snip. All day long. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, so I, do you think we're ever going to, we're ever going to make it to that old sci-fi trope of a meal in a pill? <laughs> no, because I don't think you can get that density. Right. And also I like, think so. Humans, yeah. we, we need to like, we need to eat food. Like we're hedonists. At least like, I think uh-huh. that's like the conclusion for all of this. Like everything, all of this sucks. Like yeah. all the, kind of like dark stuff we talk about is that like at the end of the day um you just gotta find the joy where you can and like yeah yeah food is like the food is like one of the like really luxurious things that we do it's it brings us so much pleasure and joy yeah i don't think we'll ever go to a pill and food just like uh did you guys ever try to do like soylent back when like that was like a thing especially the diy soylents no because i saw Um, the movie i was like nah i already know where this is going (laughs) for one you got to be careful with the DIY soylent because you would just like just miscalculate and poison yourself. But oh, um, cool. that definitely happened. Like I think somebody like either got really sick or maybe died because they um, they like just basically had were adding like ten times what they thought they were adding. They just like missed a decimal point and oh, they're adding oh, like geez. you know instead of like 0.1 oh. grams of of you know potassium chloride, they're adding like a hundred grams of potassium chloride and you know it's like mm. something, yeah. something like yeah. that. And so. You know, uh, you just like miscalculate oof. and can really hurt yourself. But even then, it's like yeah. people just people I knew who tried it just didn't stick with it because they were they missed food. They missed eating food. Right. Um, and it, it, it's like there's kind of like this weird human need to like actually physically eat food. And I'm sure people who are on like feeding tubes and stuff for medical reasons mm-hmm. really miss just the well, eating yeah. of food. It's a multi-sensory yeah. experience. Yes, I mean, you know, you. you you even, you know, you can go, you know, go to like a Michelin star restaurant or you can go to like a street vendor. How it's like 
shown to you is going to make it appealing. And then, you know, you smell it, you taste it, you feel it because you're chewing it and it's inside you, you know, like there's a lot going on there and making a shake isn't, it's like, look, I got to chew the thing. I don't care what it is. Give me some celery. I don't give a shit. It's like a f- you know what? A Put some peanut butter on that celery. I'll go at it. It's yeah. just, what's, what's up? Because <laughs> I, I just, I remember that being such a trope of the atomic age when you had automatic kitchens and the automatic houses and all that stuff that they thought was going to happen. And it, it, it's just like, and then the man of the future will be able to come home from his, you know, office job and eat a pill. And it's like, really? And then show up it's just fiction so- too. And it's like, really? It doesn't expand like those little fucking dinosaurs you put in water. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dystopian, like that that's the future anybody would want. And it's like, yeah, we, the, the goal is not to become robots. Like that is not the future right. we should be working yeah. towards. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure this is like Well, that's kind of like one of the things that I think we get out a lot here is that everybody, like, we're all like this very unique sort of thing. And we all have a specialty and it's not always like maybe you're not plugged into where it's applied, but like everyone has this potential like to make some shit Mm. and to do some shit and to push some shit. And, you know, I think like cubicles are dead now. You know what I mean? Like after this last year and a half. trying to bring them back. Like I noticed a lot now that I noticed a lot of jobs are requiring that you show up, even if it's a remote job. There was this one in Texas for a remote job in Texas. They want they still want you to like physically show up to the office for the interview. Yeah, and I'm uh, like, that's not okay. how this works. Yeah, we 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 had a whole year to get real good at Zoom calls. Yes, yeah. like yep. we, could, yep. we could do this shit long distance. I, yeah, uh, I, I, I uh, as fortunate as I have to, am to have my job, we did get two pieces of like HR correspondence yesterday, just yesterday. <laughs> that was about like combating uh, re-entry anxiety and stuff like that. And it's like we don't have re-entry anxiety because like <laughs> we're anxious of being held, you know, quarantined for a year, although that would be totally valid. Like we have re-entry anxiety because yeah. it's too fucking early yeah. to be going back yeah. to the office like everything's normal. Right. Well, <sighs> it's you know, it's spreading like it's spreading worse now than at the beginning when we all decided we needed to be at home. But mm-hmm. now we want, yep. we need to be in the office four days a week I, in person. I love that they and like to... people who can be unmasked if they're vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. Job, which yeah, is, a... which is at least something, but it's like, yeah. 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 I just love that. They tried that shit with scientists. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. Like it's one thing about like Bob right. at the office in a cubicle. But it's another thing when you tell that to like a fucking scientist. I love it so much. I love it. We cannot be gaslit in the same ways for sure because we're always thinking about like thinking about it critically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just it's like because I see it and I'm like, you're intentionally trying to gaslight us right now. And I I fucking hate it. But I love the job otherwise. So whatever. You know, like there's no job. I mean, there's no job that's perfect, right? I still gotta do expense reports and like random HR trainings on like how to communicate that were just like worse than an improv class, you know, like improv classes are actually really beneficial. You want to learn how to communicate, take improv classes, right? Don't take like expensive HR mandated communication training. Right. Get that, get learn how to yes. And it's important. For sure. (laughs) And listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I guess it's part like in order to listen, you have to listen. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hell. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, yeah. That that was that was an amazing conversation. <laughs> I, I really want to thank thank you, Dr. Sill, for, for spending some time yes. with us and taking us yes. on this insane tour thank of you. chemical thank shortages you for, and beer. Full of a lot of like really like not just interesting, but like very useful information too. Like well, it can, it yeah, can be I, both. 
just like slowly yeah. accumulated it over the years. And uh, I think like my, my husband asks me questions all the time. Like I'm Wikipedia and he, we're always both shocked when I don't know something. <laughs> I'll at least know where you can look, you know, right. I don't yeah. always have the information, but I'll at least know where you can like go look it up. It's just yeah. like, so I think it's just like a, yeah. a lifetime of having ADHD. And I've just had like a million different hyper fixations, of course, of, of, mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. And so you just gain like so much useful tidbits that way. No, you're, yeah. you're a good company. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I just, I, it's fascinating because <laughs> everything we spoke about is literally just common everyday stuff. Like this is just the things that make the world go round and none of us know that. Yeah. yeah. Like, none of us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have yeah. no we idea. We don't experience it, you know, because it's never, well, it's not advertised to us to get back. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the fucking smoke screen. You know, it's the, yeah. we're going to jingle the keys over here and, you know, we're going to shovel the shit in your sandwich over here. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. It's um, not only what you're being told, it's what you're not being told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The sin of omission. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Thank anyway. you for coming so, on, for wanting to come on. You just talked. Yeah. Do you. Have, yeah. I. I, I really wanted to come on after uh, I heard CoinOps give you the, the Solid State Battery episode, which I was really impressed by. I don't think I would have explained it better. Oh, uh, well, I, thank I think, you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was just like, man, these guys are like, you know, really interested in the tech side of it. And, you know, I've known Shadowlink and Scum for some time. So I was oh, like, man. I, I want to go on and talk about all the cyberpunk shit that they don't even know is cyberpunk. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. No, I That's mean, what's up. it was very illuminating. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's what gets me the most excited about this project, isn't that you know, like a like you know, I I respect the canon, but I'm also trying to kick at the walls of it. You know, I'm trying to oh yeah bring what I don't see in it into it. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, and, and I mean that it's not that if it might exist now because I really haven't been keeping up to be honest. I, I just. You know, you grow up with a ton of the fiction. You grow up with Blade Runner and Tron. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, once that gets its hooks in you, well, it's going to be there. And then there's other people who have taken riffs on it. And, you know, some of it's really interesting, even if it doesn't succeed. And I'd like all that shit. Listen, guys, I went through a a drive-thru at a bank yesterday, except that there wasn't, they didn't have any of those pneumatic tubes or anything. It was just an ATM. And... Mm -hmm. Then we uh, connected to we. There was a video call. We talked to somebody through the ATM um, <laughs> in order to get some shit done. And wow, I don't know what, that just still blew my mind because. Well, dude, I I don't like it when my gas pump starts showing me fucking commercials. Yeah, well, because it's like <laughs> because it does now. It's, like it's, that's you show up the, and it's like what. Yeah check out this song by the fucking ambassadors or whatever they're called, you know? And it's like, no, yeah. I don't want, I just want my yeah, dad no, to shut the you. fuck up. <laughs> the ambassadors. Yeah. And, but it's, it's those everyday moments of like, you're just sitting there and you're like, I've seen this before. I've never <laughs> experienced this before, but I've seen it before in a fucking movie or some shit. And oh yeah. man. Maximum it's overdrive. Just, yeah. The people who invented <laughs> these things all saw the same movies we did. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. have you ever have you ever seen a cop without a laptop in the passenger seat? Uh, Not for well, in I the mean, past way decade. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. and that's straight from Blade Runner. So, man, 
Yeah. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, cops used to just like wear clothes and you only put the armor on if you were like, go, yeah. go do some shit. And now it's just like they're just <laughs> rolling around looking like chubby yeah. little stormtroopers. You know, it's yep. just. Yeah. Half the time uh, you can't tell what's uh, like they're in fucking uh, undercover cars. God damn. Right. Yeah, Dr. Sill, do you have anything to promote? Um, no, not really. Okay, cool. I don't, right. I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any, like, uh, I guess, like, I have social, I'm on social media, but I, I don't really use it very much. Yeah. Um, I tend to engage in as many real world hobbies as I can. I feel like, you know, I took in Cyberpunk as a, as a warning, not a rule book. Yes, uh-huh. thank you. Yep. I try to, try to, Bonus. you know stay off of those and i have no real need to promote myself because i just i just don't give a fuck about any of the thing that you will gain from promoting yourself yeah so, yeah i feel yeah. that mm-hmm. plus wow. you're in you're I, in heaven by all means i mean right like there's nothing yeah. i need man i got it i got it fucking made yeah. you know so yeah jesus christ <laughs> I, I i keep uh like making things for like a hobby i really love to just like make shit and everybody's yeah. like oh you should sell that on etsy and i'm like no dude I made. I would this. take all the fun out of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just made it for yeah. fun. Like I made it for you because yeah. I wanted to. Like I've been making these hop earrings that are just awesome. Like mm. I just keep giving them away to people at work. Nice. Yeah. Like you should sell these, and I'm just like, I would make it immediately not fun. Right. No. I would totally like. I'm one of those people that I would behave the exact same way if I had a UBI as I uh-huh. act now. It's, Except for yeah. I would actually be able to afford to have health insurance for my spouse. Like I have a stay at home spouse. They do not have health insurance during this pandemic because I can't afford both that and a mortgage. So right, like right. that's that would be the one difference. Yeah. But other than that, like we would, I would totally do the same job and do the same hobbies. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Indeed. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like that's like when you know you've made it, when you would like do the exact same thing, even if you were not paid to do so, if you had like a UBI. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, it's really funny. Uh, Like way, way back when we started this shit, I was, I was playing cyberpunk 2077. Right. And I was enjoying it for how janky it was. And then we decided I had to talk about it on the podcast and it suddenly became like the most, I hated it. I hated the fucking chore of it. Yeah. I hated having to turn it on to push it forward. <laughs> I hated it. Like it's, it totally is like you just flip a switch and you go from, I'm enjoying this to you have to do this. That's, that's the line right there. Totally. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have ADHD as I mentioned kind of briefly earlier. And so part of that is like really bad executive dysfunction sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't want to do things. It's just that I literally could not make myself if it would save my life. Like yeah. if I if I get to the point where like I have executive dysfunction around something for for whatever reason, uh, I literally cannot do it, and it would be easier to cut off mm. both my arms than to do the thing. Oh, same, I don't same. want to do. Yeah. Yeah. If I so, have five things to do of equal importance, none of them will get done. That's like my law. <laughs> it's like coin ops. <laughs> yeah, I really have like the perfect yeah, I... job for somebody with ADHD because it's it's, it's completely like new. I do something novel every day. Um, I have like yeah. deadlines, but they're pretty like flexible, and they're um, there's like accountability because I need accountability for sure. But it's like mm. gentle accountability. Yeah. Um, and I like can make my own schedule because I'm salaried. And so if nice. I want to like just work, I'm super hyper fixated on a method. I can work like 12 hours straight developing that method. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's totally fine. And if I also I'm like, I can't focus today. I've broken three pieces of glassware and it's only 11 a.m. Uh, I'm going to go like work from home. And yeah. by work from home, I mean, I'm going to go fuck around, you know? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's, well, that's the dream right there. Yeah, that's yeah, the dream. Uh, it's great. You know, don't like. Uh, brag about it or anything <laughs> uh, I, you know if it makes you feel better i went to school for 11 years and i can't afford to insure my spouse so 
you know, yeah. the trade-off is that, yes, like, you know, I'm sure if I worked for a pharmaceutical company, I would make more and I would be able to afford health insurance and all this stuff. But also, uh, I would have to, I, I wouldn't have the flexibility. I wouldn't right. get to drink beer at work, right. you know, yeah. so you have a soul this is afterwards. a trade, trade-offs. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have a soul. I'm way too honest. Um, I have, like, truth Tourette's. Like, I will just tell you the truth. Right. Uh, I can't stop <laughs> yeah. basically myself from doing it. Respect that. So, like, don't commit any crimes with me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. Noted. I can't okay. lie. Noted. So, uh, fair, yeah, fair. note that. Um, <laughs> right. And so, yeah, I would definitely be like, I'm, I'm, they would, I would, like, probably not even make it to the interview. Like, they would realize, like, oh, this person... Like she's gonna whistleblow the second we pull something the least bit shady. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure most is... pharmaceutical companies aren't actively doing shady. I'm sure that they like believe in what they're doing because yeah. you know there's some good Kool Aid there. Yeah. But uh, I, I just I see through that bullshit. Yeah. And just I, go, I go ahead it. and forget everything that we talked yeah. about at the meeting before we started recording. That's yeah. Don't don't bring it. Don't just, don't, don't bring. just let it go. Just yeah. drive it down. Yeah. Drive it way down. And forget Protect about our it. secrets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't worry about it. It was a lot of peanut butter is all I'm saying. It was just a ridiculous amount and I didn't need it all. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this, this has been wonderful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, here. Yeah. Let's, let's pimp our crap. Yeah, um, we got, cause we sadly have to, <laughs> uh, cause we are slaves to social media. Cause we have, there is no other choice. Yeah. Uh, we are neon dystopia. There's no other way for neon dystopia to be successful unless it gets pinned on social media. hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Trust I mean, and neon dystopia is, is fucking legit. Like you don't have big banner ads on neon dystopia. No. You know, you are not, you are not like getting any money from neon dystopia that people aren't giving you, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. All, all so pimp money. it out. It's literally all our money. I've had people recommend me that we should like monetize the website, and I'm like, I really don't. Want yeah. That. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe you could find you could contact me directly, scum at uh, our Facebook page. Which, if you, I don't recommend messaging us on there. I'm really bad at checking it. Sorry, but on Facebook page, we have you could uh, follow that for all of the updates. We have a Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Neon Dystopia. You can also drop me a line there. That's probably the most direct way to contact me if you just want to chat or chill whatever and uh, all updates are on there we also have a patreon patreon.com slash neon dystopia if you enjoyed this episode just drop us a dollar all of the other tiers are jokes or you can give us eight million dollars to shut the fuck up on patreon yes yes we will stop talking <laughs> at eight million dollars yes so a month it's, <laughs> a month um and you gotta keep it going yeah it's patreon yeah. man <laughs> It's Patreon. It's recurring. <laughs> Point off. Where are you? Uh, I'm holding it down at the low life uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's it's uh, at T-H-E. No, I'm fucking that up already. It's at L-0-W-L-1-F-3-T-H-E for some reason. So, yeah, look, at it. it's it's there. It's got the our logo. I mean, you can find it. You just got to look for it. And then um, I won't be blowing up your feed with it. I just have it. And you got and, art uh, on there, and you got like your your DJ sets, and there's stuff yeah, on yeah, there. You should definitely follow it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all right. I'll, if you get, I get some uh, interaction, I'll, I'll throw some jokes on there. But in the meantime, I'm just holding it. It's there. So right on. <laughs> what else do we got? Right. Uh, there's a low life Facebook page, um, but Facebook has made interacting with everything impossible anymore. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer I'm actually going to be on that fucking platform. So yeah. Meh. Yeah. 
clock's ticking. It's a uh, every fourth post is a fucking ad for something that has to do with tactical armor. In spite of the fact that I have absolutely no interest in purchasing, it. I'm glad about the only one who was getting those. Mm-hmm. It's almost yeah. like it's trying to tell me something. Trying to tell me that oh, like man. the podcast dropped today that I need to listen to after we get done recording this. So that's what's up. Shadowlink. Anyhow, Shadowlink, where are you at? Yeah, yeah we uh, we've got a Discord server too. Honestly, guys, at this point, I'm just gonna come clean with you. I just, I just want someone to play video games with. So, like, you know, uh, <laughs> links in the description. You know, uh, yeah. step on by if you want to. Um, and you know, yeah, see you there. Hopefully, yeah, all, all of this stuff that we're talking about, it'll be in the description for the episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, thank you all. Uh, have thank- a splendid Delta.